0: Welcome to the alpha female podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female, but what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female puts herself first, sticks to her priorities, but nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. So this episode is sponsored by Studio Sweden. Studio is a premium earphone company. The name Studio is actually due to an encounter with Phil Collins and an homage to the song Susu Studio, which I have just listened to on Spotify and I'm dancing in my chair. But it's basically about the determination the founders have at succeeding with this venture and providing better sound engineering and the art of Swedish design to the world. So if you're looking for a new pair of headphones to listen to podcasts to, I've tested out the Vasa Blah, don't know if I'm saying that properly, uh, Bluetooth, their rose gold and white headphones with my new iPhone 8, and I'm actually very impressed with the sound quality. So you can use the promo code ALPHAFEMALE at checkout for 15% off, and if you need a link to click through to their website, you can find it in the show notes over at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 94. All links and show notes can be found at robinbalden.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we're talking to Gerilyn Power. Gerilyn is an ex-police officer turned wellness junkie. It's her passion to inspire women around the globe to get their health and finances in order so they can set their lives free. She created financial freedom by the age of 30 so she could stay home and raise her family. Jeralyn is also a Blue Diamond leader with doTERRA Essential Oils. She's a writer and a speaker. She mentors regularly on the topics of leadership, holistic living, and surrender. Her goal is to help women align with their work and what they're really here to do. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to um, an amazing alpha female that is working uh, to empower other women. And I know that's like such a a big part of how you're showing up in the world. So when you read the definition of alpha female, what did you think of it? And how do you see yourself as one?
1: Hmm. I think what I loved the most about your definition was the ownership behind it. You had this energy of this is who we are, but it was, it was humble. So it definitely wasn't coming from like an ego place, but there was, there was an ownership around it. And we were talking a little bit before you pushed play on, on this (laughs) about how it took me 32 years. I'm 32. Okay. It took me 32 years to finally find that ownership for myself, and I don't feel weird saying that. I don't have any shame around it. I feel, um, I feel free for the first time, and um, I'm so grateful for the work that you do and your ownership around that definition because I think it gives other women permission to explore. Who they really are? I feel like in the world today, especially in the self-help, spiritual, um, spirituality, like consciousness space, that's the theme. We've had so many themes for a few years, um, but it's this theme of like finally stepping into own, like complete ownership. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it totally does. And I love that you've brought humble into the conversation because we haven't had that conversation yet on the show yet in the two years Mm -hmm. that I've been recording. And I am so like, I got actual goosebumps when you said that because I wasn't intentionally doing it, but I had hoped that that would come across when people read the definition or listen to the podcast is that, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be cocky with the definition mm-hmm. and call myself, like, I'm an alpha female, you know, bow, mm-hmm. bow down to the power that it <laughs> is female. It's, you know, I'm showing up in this world in a certain way. And I want, I want so many other women to do the same so that we can collectively take care of ourselves and in the process, our communities.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think when you, when you're first stepping into who you are, so for your listeners, that alpha female, Sometimes there is a little bit of ego or like we kind of overdo it a little bit when we're finding our confidence and our grace, which to mm. me is like that sense of being humble. Mm-hmm. And I know I, I definitely have done that for a few years. Like at times I almost, um, the quote, fake it to you make it rings true. I almost showed up with like a bit too much because I secretly wasn't grounded enough yet in who I was. So um yeah, that's where I feel like I am now is I'm in ownership, but I'm in like a place of being humble around it.
0: And that makes sense. Like when our confidence actually comes across as cockiness, it's because we're mm-hmm. trying we're trying it on for size. And yeah. you know, it's like I'm gonna shout from the rooftop so Yay! that you- that you hear me, oh, I don't need to shout. I can just stand. Right. I had a guest say that they're showing up with quiet confidence. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's everything. So, um, I love kind of this theme of quiet confidence and humble confidence mm-hmm. being like mishmash together. Love it. The definition is going to evolve yet again. I'm going to figure out how to build that in. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I know my guest actually, uh, Love it. And as well as my listeners, that like, it's constantly evolving that it's not, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not put in stone. It's evolving as we evolve as people and as a community. So, yeah. um, Awesome. Okay. So I tried to get tidbits and um, I call it like nuggets of wisdom out of my guests um, in terms of how they structure their life. And what does work-life harmony look like for you? So um, I know as as a new mom, it's changed. So maybe give us like a picture of what it was like and how you've now created a, a new life.
1: Yeah, it's been really interesting. And I feel like the moms can relate. Um, obviously, before you have kids, it's just you. So I could have my moments of hustle and then... I had the choice to stop whenever I wanted and go grab a Starbucks or a workout or whatever. And now I've had to be way more structured, which has been really hard for me because, um, well, actually it's interesting. I did a strength finder quiz recently. Have you heard of the VIA character strengths test? No, no. It's super cool. I feel like your community would love it. So if you just Google VIA character strengths, I'm in a um, functional med health coaching program right now and they recommended it. So I took this course and it lists, so they say as human beings, we all have 24 character strengths. So we all have these God-given gifts, but obviously some of us have special, our specialties lie within different areas. So like my top gift was perspective and it was all about like, you know, you are really good at offering wisdom to people. You're wise. And I thought that that's so true because I love coaching and mentoring. And one of my, um, they say you shouldn't call it weaknesses, but (laughs) one of the strength, one of the, the gifts that was lower on the spectrum was discipline. And, um, and it's so true. Like I love going with the flow. I love tuning in and being like, okay, what does my heart want me to do now? And if that's work for a few hours, cool. If it's take the day off and go walk in nature, cool. But then I had a little human and I had to, (laughs) (laughs) oh, okay. That's not going to work anymore. So I had to learn how to discipline myself, you know, when I have an hour, um, there's certain things that have to get done, but it it has actually helped me. And I think a lot of moms fear this piece is the, you know, because there's that perception that when you become a mom, it's going to be harder or exactly like I just said, you're going to have an hour at nap time and you're going to have to hustle and it's going to be crazy. But the way I see it is it's actually helped me. It's helped me to balance out, um, some of these areas of my life that I haven't had to really focus on. It's helps me become a better leader and it's creating better work-life harmony for me. So when I'm, you know, doing my thing every day, I get to practice shutting it off. Like how many of us struggle with that and presence with my kid, like watching her pick up a leaf outside and just staring at her and, um, it's, it's beautiful. And then when she's sleeping, I get to completely switch into that alpha mode. So, um, yeah, it's been a gift for mm. me. Great. I, I
0: love that. So, um, is that one of the reasons why, um, cause I'm assuming you left the police force, um, even before you started a family yeah. I left a while ago now, but okay. so it's like, I'm assuming that there was so much discipline and routine involved in that, that that was another, like one of the reasons why you maybe left the force and then oh. having having to bring oh. this, you're like, I left this now I have to have discipline and having a child. Tra- I get it. But I also love that you, t- how you talk about, um, you know, your daughter and how she creates presence for you. But also that gives you that, like going with the flow. Like if she wants Mm -hmm. to stare at a leaf for hours, then you're going to sit and stare at the leaf for hours with her too. So, um, I love that, um, having a child has brought both discipline and going with the flow into, into your life. Like it's, it's kind of like marrying both aspects. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to lie. Like I watch all of your Instagram stories to, as a, somebody who can't wait to become a mom and just like watch her, watch
1: her eat avocado is like everything. It really is. Right. And I try to model that through my Facebook page. Like the, like the beauty of when you just sit and watch your kid, you avocado. <laughs> I love those mom videos where it's like, you just, you're, you, you like lean in when you see the kid, Eating the avocado, it's like, oh, that's so beautiful. I'm like, they're just eating an avocado, but it's (laughs) it's so amazing, so amazing. (laughs)
0: Um, Okay, so share with us a time when you may have subscribed to the thought that you know work and life had to be balanced, and it felt out of whack. Um, And did you ever have um, an aha moment, or maybe a series of them, where you were like, okay, I need to take better care of myself. I can't keep doing this.
1: Yeah. So a time when it was out of balance. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, my business really took off about two years ago and I entered a stage of momentum that I wasn't expecting. I don't know if this is normal. I feel like now that I've been through it, I feel like it kind of is. I see how I was prepared for it. Um, I've always been super coachable and I've always done the work. You know, I tell my clients and my team, like, do the work on your step. What is your business calling you to do today? Okay, and then today, instead of trying to rush the process. And I always had this trust that if I did that, things would just explode one day because I would be ready to handle it. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what happened. So I had a period for about eight months where. It was honestly a blur. I mean, I had clients coming at me like crazy. I had a wait list. I was teaching a million and one essential oil classes in my doTERRA business. I would, but I felt amazing. Again, I felt like I was prepped for it. Mm-hmm. I cultivated my first six figure year. I it was just amazing, and I was in that flow, like everyone likes to call it. But all of a sudden, one day, I crashed. I remember waking up and i just hit the floor like i was lying on the floor of my bedroom and my husband was like what's wrong with you I'm like, <laughs> i like i don't know and i remember having to like cancel a client call that day and it just it just hit me like a ton of bricks and so i was off um i felt off for about a month and i was kind of going at like a turtle pace and i realized i think i'm a little bit burnt out like but i had to really reflect and i thought What caused this? Because while I was in that flow, I was working hard for sure. My schedule was full, but I've never been the person to work like 12 hour days to totally push through. Um, I'm pretty good at acknowledging when I need to turn it off. And so I thought, what the heck? And what I realized was I was actually a bit too wired. Like I was um, too high. I think about the quote, like, what goes up must come down. And so I had almost like too much of an energy and creative output into my business, into my team, into my clients. So even though I was in my power, I felt good. It was too much. And so I was actually secretly depleting myself a little bit and I just didn't realize it until that day where I was like, I can't, I can't get off the floor. So (laughs) um, what I started to do was just balance that out. Just simple, everyone talks about this, but I just had to add in more grounding activities specifically because I have a tendency to get a bit too hyper, really. I call it. (laughs) So, what I did was minimizing screen time, little things. I started to walk in the forest. I live out in the country, Mm -hmm. and there's all of these sweet little forest spots by me, and I would just take my shoes off. And walk. It was kind of weird, but I loved it. And then I was on like a Hay House Summit the week after and I heard um, one of the speakers talking about this new concept of earthing where you literally walk with your feet in the earth. And it's the idea of grounding your energy. Yes. So I started to do things like that. And now I know that I really do have to make sure I'm balancing it. And you know, sometimes people I think are afraid of burnout, but what I've noticed about alpha females and successful women, it's like everyone kind of experiences it at some point because you kind of have to know what it feels like to fall a little bit in order to go, okay, this is what I do or this is what I need to do differently moving forward to balance and maintain that energy output and then filling myself back up. Mm-hmm. So. um I'm super grateful for it and yeah. yeah and it's also
0: you you start to see kind of the the warning signs of burnout mm-hmm. like snapping at a significant other or a teammate or getting angry that didn't happen to me oh it It didn't happen
1: maybe I'm talking for myself here (laughs) (laughs) that's why I'm saying like my experience was so weird because I was so in this flow and then you didn't have any
0: you didn't have any warning signs you were just like nothing like good output good output good output crash so this is awesome and this is an interesting perspective and it um I had Alicia Latham on the show a while ago, who's also in our doTERRA business. And um, we were talking um, and I was trying to get out of her. Like we both pushed to silver at the exact same time. And my experience was not as happy flow for her as as hers was. And it actually taught me that like, I saw warning signs like sitting on my computer, looking at numbers until midnight, every single night, like was not healthy. And she's like, no, my push to silver was amazing. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I love that this perspective is happening because, you know, as we read in your bio, like ex police officer you would probably think that you would answer this question like, oh, you know, work-life balance was definitely out of whack when I was, you know, working on the forest. But instead, you're in a happy and healthy business. You've created six figures for yourself and all is good. Like the energy is there, but you can still crash when there's so much good in your
1: life. Yes, um, exactly. And I and, yeah. I
0: and I like this because it does put uh, an emphasis on... So I I talk about how to go after goals and dreams, you can do it. You can structure your day how you want, as long as you're happy and healthy. And if Mm -hmm. you don't have the health habits in your life, like going, um, for long walks in the forest or sitting and watching your daughter eat avocado, if that's not, (laughs) if that's not part of your day, then you probably will crash. So making time for that, that portion is so important. So I love that. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So well, let's get into um, I'm assuming a long list, but what are
1: you most passionate about? What am I most passionate about? Right now, I'm really passionate about watching the leaders. On my wellness team, so my main business is my, my doTERRA business. doTERRA is an essential oil company. I know you're with them too, but in case mm-hmm. anyone doesn't know, listening. Um, <laughs> so my biggest passion right now is watching other people step into their leadership and go big because I have built my business to a point where I have the luxury now of I help, but I don't overhelp. And I think in the beginning for anyone who's building out a network marketing business in the beginning, everyone kind of overhelps because you're learning. And it's like Gabrielle Bernstein says, the best way to really learn something is to teach it. So you end up like barfing everything on your team. And even, you know, I do some private coaching on the side. So when I have clients, I used to want to tell people everything I'm a big sharer, and, um, I will go into my Facebook groups and Facebook live and be like, Oh my gosh, guys, you know, and I will just kind of overshare everything. And I would do a private coaching session with my own business coach and learn something about a branding or marketing technique. And then I would want to go and I would do this. And again, it was so great and it was exactly where I was meant to be at the time. I would go and help an up-and-coming leader on my team who was learning how to brand herself. I would go and teach her everything I learned for free. And it was great because it was helping me relearn and um, ground into the teachings. But I'm at a point now where you know, what I'm here to do is mostly hold space now. And I'm here to step back. So that they can step up and there's so much freedom in that mm. And it's it's beautiful to watch them because when you like my first mentor in network marketing would say It's okay to do that in the beginning, but there comes a time where you have to like cut the cord So if you have these umbilical cords attached to people that can also drain you mm. And I used to do that Like someone would send me a facebook message or a text and I would be like, hello. Yes. What do you need? And I would be all over them. <laughs> And now it's like, I've cut all the cords and I'm so good at saying no, I'm so good at setting boundaries. And and I'm passionate about that right now. Like I'm so passionate about being in my flow and cutting those cords because when you, I think a lot of people have fear on that. But what I have found is when I do that, they find their power in a way that no one can help them with. It's like, they get it on their own. And when they do that, look out. Mm -hmm. so it's so good because i'm 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 like on the sidelines right now i'm like the mom watching their kid at the soccer game score and i'm like and i see what's happening and it's so good Mm,
0: i love that so good and that's why i was drawn to the the doTERRA business model and especially you know the larger team that we're a part of because it was teaching empowerment and Mm -hmm. um you know, as, as someone that was blogging, you know, fitness and lifestyle for, for many years. And then when I was diagnosed with MS, I started simply sharing my journey. And then as I just shared my journey, I became a resource for people. Like, how, how are, you, how are mm. you eating? What supplements are you taking? Mm-hmm. What do you do to get better sleep? And I would share all of that because um, as I learned, I taught. And it was, you know, as you learn, you teach. Um, yeah. And I was holding space for newly diagnosed MS patients who came to me, and you're like, "Well, what do I need to eat? How do I meal plan?" Uh, and it's like, "Oh, like let me verbally diarrhea everything I do." Um, okay. <laughs> and and I was becoming, I was be- I was becoming so drained, and it's the same thing in the business. Yes, it's the same thing in the doterra <laughs> business. You're like. Here's how you introduce oils into your life. Here's like essential oils two oh one in terms of how mm-hmm. how you can incorporate in them into your life. But it's like I figured this all out on my own. So yes. as, as long as I open the door and provide the resources, it's the same thing. Like if, yeah. if somebody is ready to take control of their life and lead a proactive healthcare holistic natural, whatever words you want to pull, they'll figure that out on their own. And as long as you hold space for them and got like, I, I love when people say they help guide. Cause it's true. Like here's, here's where you can find the information. Here's the book that I read that taught me how to eat differently. Here's Mm -hmm. the naturopath I see to properly supplement. Like how do you just guide? And it's, it's amazing to see when people are like, I can do it for myself. Oh, Okay. That's cool. Um, so I, I love that, um, you're experiencing that in your business and I can't wait. I, I'm still in the baby stages of my business. So I'm still in the part where like, I'm still like, Oh, you need to do this. Oh, you need to do this. Um, and I
1: can't wait to find that growth, but, um, I, I know what else. Can I just say one other thing? Yeah. You're you're like giving me an aha moment while you're talking. Mm -hmm. I realized a part of me actually had a need to like overhelp and save people. Oh. Yeah. There was there was a part of me that felt like it was actually my job to save them. But talk about an energy sucker and a complete detour from your own leadership trajectory because I think of the quote like be the change you want to see in the world like we it always comes back to that like we have to go first we and it's funny because my intuition has been speaking so strongly to me lately. I had about six months postpartum. I knew I needed six months to just be with my daughter present, lay in bed, breastfeed, watch her eat the avocados, you know? But then I like <laughs> six months hit and my gut was like, it's go time, Geraldine. It's time to up level. It's time. And I'm in the process of recreating a new website, offering the most value I have ever put forth. Um, so many things. And at times that process was halted because I had this addiction, this like need to try to go and save. But I was like, no, 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 that's not my job. Yeah, I wonder where, <laughs> I
0: wonder where we get that from because that's so yeah. true. Like I'm going to put all of this information online because I need to save you from your autoimmune disease. I need to save you
1: from... You but know, I think there's a difference for- between like, like you said, inspiring and change and empowering to me, that's what you're, instead of saving.
0: Yeah. But that's why we, you know, come across as judgmental or pushy because w- we have found something that works for us. And so we want to mm-hmm. disseminate that information as fast as possible to somebody else. Um, and then we come across as a bossy or pushy or, um, you know, irresponsibly hack, like hacking something. And it's, Um, and, and that's a view or a word or those words are kind of echoed by someone who's not ready to empower themselves or is not ready to, Mm -hmm. to, to learn something for themselves. Um, and that's when we come across as pushy. We've had a conversation in a couple of episodes and, um, I had, I posted on Instagram, um, that I don't like the thought where it's like, we're trying to help someone a few steps back. Um, Mm. like, online marketers talk about it all the time. Like when you're building your target audience, you figure out who you can help and it's someone that's a few steps back from you. And I've always had a hard time with that language and those words because mm. it, it makes me sound like I'm in a better place and I'm sitting on this like nice pretty pedestal and I'm looking down on a world of target audiences and I'm like, <laughs> here, let me let me reach down and help you up onto this platform. And that's always like, And so the, the words that online marketers are using is really upsetting me, but I can't figure it out. And I've been listening to podcasts around this and I'm still working it through in my head, but this Mm -hmm. is, this is so apropos in terms of this conversation, because it's true. Like it's this need to save. It's this, um, it was the same thing with like dating, Uh, horrible relationships in my like early 20s. I had this like potential, like I see the potential in people and I just want to pull it out of them. Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) So so my friends called me like a, like a potentialist and I was like, what? I don't understand. Um, But it's, it's, And it was built into the alpha female definition at the beginning. Like we need to take care of ourselves so that we can be more for friends, family, and coworkers. I took it out after Sarah Vermont was like, stop it. Can you just take care of yourself for you?
1: Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh
0: yeah. So it's true. Like as we step into our power, Um, and empower ourselves, that just gives permission to others to do it for themselves. And that's all we need to do. We don't need to do the kindergarten um, like line of rope. There's, there's no, there's no need for that because if you're going to get lost, you're going to get lost for a reason and then you'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so I love, I love that perspective that you've brought into the conversation. Okay, cool. So let's get into some more nitty-gritties of how you take care of yourself. But will you share with us how do you nourish yourself?
1: Nourishing for me lately has come from connection. So I shared at the opening how it took me thirty-two years <laughs> to really <laughs> um, like stand in ownership around who I am, and uh, once I did that, once I started. Even that process, I, I started attracting other women who were similar to me, and I have just lately cultivated some really beautiful friendships and relationships. And I feel like I have my tribe, like my real tribe, you know, for the first time. Um, because when I left the police force years ago, I had this tribe, I had this group of friends, um, and they're all lovely and amazing, and I'm I'm so grateful for that time of my life. But It was a bit lonely for me the years after that because I would go hang out with my policing friends and everyone's talking about who they arrested or, you know, like drama on the police force um, or just whatever their casual topics of conversation are. And I'll never forget being at a wedding. I was at a wedding one day for a friend who's a fellow cop. It was like a year after I left. And I was sitting at the table and I felt like I couldn't. Contribute to the conversation because I had nothing really in common with them anymore, and um, the energy was just funny. And I I went outside for a walk, and one of the girls that I had worked with in the forest, she came up to me and she said, "I feel weird around you, Geraldine. Like I feel like I have nothing to say. I feel like I can't connect with you anymore." And I just burst into tears, and I felt lonely for the first time. In my life, like I had no one to connect with, and so my business nourished me for a few years. You know, my passion and my creativity within that. Um, but lately, it's been connecting with with women who are on the same trajectory as me, and it's not that I still can't have coffee with an old uh, police officer buddy or whatnot. You know, that's nourishing as well. It's just there's something really powerful about truly, truly finding your tribe. We, um, do you have the app Voxer? Have you heard of it? Is it similar to WhatsApp? Yeah. It's like text messages, but like walkie. So we have, um, some of the girls I collaborate with on my doTERRA team. There's like four of us in this Voxer conversation and we like check in every morning and every night (laughs) and, um, a few other girls that, um, are not on my direct team, but we just share, like we just share, we cry together. We laugh together. We swear together when it's a tough day and it's so nourishing. Um, that's what I do.
0: Mm, I love that. I have a uh, best friend that lives out in Victoria and we voice note all day, um, uh, or send each other video messages through there. Cause we've got a three hour time difference. So mm-hmm. it, it's true. It's, we've been friends since, 2012, um, long distance. And um, she's like a soul sister. And this is how we stay connected. So I love that technology is providing that for us. There's so so many people that are really like harping on technology and, you know, digital detox, put down your phone. I'm like, yeah, time and place, time and place people, because mm-hmm, it's, crea- mm-hmm. it's creating amazing connection in this world that we can't um you know just throw to the wayside because there's also you know unhealthy habits around it um but uh i love that connection is your your nourishment um okay so next up on the list is what's your weekly fitness routine like
1: so i just recently hired a personal trainer which is so fun <laughs> yeah and uh I'm pumped about that. I So I go and see her two to three times a week. And I hired someone because it helps me get out of my alpha headspace. And I can just turn my brain off. And I have someone to tell me exactly what to do. Um, so I do that. I also incorporate yoga. I love yogaglow.com. When I was pregnant, um, there was a meditation teacher on there. His name is David Wagner. And he takes you into these beautiful meditations to help you connect with your baby. And it's, it's like woo-woo and out there, but it's fabulous if you're into that kind of thing. Um, it, you know, He would help you like, set intentions on the type of parent you want to be. And it was beautiful. I would just cry. <laughs> um, yeah, and I've taken some of that, some of the experiences I had while I was pregnant into my postpartum journey with respect to meditation and, and yoga practices that that work for me so mm,
0: that's I I yeah. and really. I love that you say like get out of your alpha headspace because that's the do mentality and like when we take care of our own fitness routines and workouts it's like something else that we have to be in charge of during the day yeah. and I've been struggling. I used to be a morning workout person, and now my my mornings like I would rather cuddle with my puppy on the couch before I head into my full time um mm-hmm. job and like that's everything to me and I've been getting mad at myself lately, like how come you can't get your workouts in like what's wrong with you um and i'm like well i i'm not i I don't want to be in charge of this aspect, so yeah i I was actually thinking I was like to get back out of the house first thing in the morning do I need to hire a personal trainer just so I have an appointment with somebody else? And like, that was the thought on my way, to, on my way to work this morning. <laughs> um, awesome. Uh, and that's why so many of my guests also talk about like going to classes because it's like mm-hmm. you, you just get out of the house and somebody else takes care of that aspect of your life. So I love that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what are some of your habits for winding down at night? If you've built up any stress?
1: So this is very different now that I have a baby. I actually don't work anymore at night. I used to be able to work until 11 or sometimes if I'm in a flow, like 1, 2 a.m., you know? and then, But again, I had that go with the flow mentality and I could sleep in. So um, yeah, this simple habit of usually around 6 p.m. I stop working has really helped me to reduce any potential stress that could creep up if i'm doing too much because you know the fact is when you have kids you do have more um to pay attention to and it's so interesting i'll be interesting to hear i know you said you you have the goal to become a mom one day is when you have that alpha mindset right which is like okay (laughs) i'm gonna do this and you've you've always kind of got their running to-do list in your head yeah and like upcoming projects so when you become a mom it's like double. Cause you're like thinking ahead. I'm like, okay, like fall's coming up and I'm like, she's going to need a winter coat and she's going to need this. And guys don't really think that way. So my husband's <laughs> downstairs watching the, like the blue Jays game. And I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? Like, why aren't you, she needs her probiotics are going to run out. So, you know, we, next week. So she you know, like, you're, it's funny. Like the, the mental load doubles yeah, you have kids. So, uh, um, I, yeah. So, yeah. I, and <laughs> I'm
0: the, I'm the to-do list per, yeah. Uh, no, I know it's going to happen. I'm, I'm like a, <laughs> a to-do list person, like my, um, and I have Mike, my significant other on Wonderlist, and we've got like shared lists. So like we're heading, oh. uh, we're heading on like a month of travel and I have different packing lists for doTERRA convention versus camp yoga versus our hiking adventures in Alberta and BC. And he's like on all of them so that when I start freaking out, he's like, they just go back to your list um, you've got the list, but yeah, no. Um, it is true that like your stress doubles. I was also going to say, um, but like in terms of like winding down, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm getting to like pre practice before the kids actually come. Um, mm-hmm. cause I've, have, I've have two large dogs and when did you ever have like a moment where if you're a planner at all, and you've got a list of things that you need to do, but mm-hmm. like a diaper needs changing. You put everything down and you go and change a diaper. And it's the same thing. Like my dogs are teaching me it now. Like, uh, oh, you have to go outside. Oh, you need me to play tug right now. I can't finish this call with my team. Oh, okay. Like it's just teaching me to be so much more present in terms of what my family needs versus like I have been single for a really long time. I've been ethically creating things on my own and not having to be present um, in a household with other people so like my dogs are teaching me everything
1: before so that I don't mess
0: up with the first kid.
1: <laughs> oh yeah the dogs will teach you everything and then the other thing I was gonna say on that is so when you have a kid, you learn to let go of attachment to the to-do list. so I just laugh because my to-do list is there but it's I label it differently now um, and I'm really really good now. At when I sit down at my computer for the day or when she's sleeping, I go, okay, what is the most important thing that needs to get done right now? And I just like one thing at a time, even though I know a to-do list is more of like a mental download for me just to get it out. Um, but with a kid now, it's completely unrealistic to be like, okay, I'm going to commit to all of this today because it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And especially if your doTERRA business grows and grows and grows, things come at you in a different way. And so, and unexpected things. So it's been a beautiful lesson in, um, non-attachment, which is why this practice of like, okay, six o'clock, my body needs to shut down and have a bath or go watch a movie with my husband. doesn't matter to me anymore what's on that list. I let it go. Um, unless it's something totally urgent, like that, you know, there's always, but yeah, for the most part, it's been a beautiful lesson in, um, Letting go,
0: Mm. and part of the definition is an alpha female sticks to her priorities, and she gets to Mm -hmm. choose them. So Mm -hmm. it's true. Like when when priorities change, as long as you are unapologetic about what they are. So you know, explaining to someone like, "I'm sorry, you know, my from this hour to this hour, I'm with my family. I I can't do a mentor call. I can't. I can't get on the phone and explain." um, what
1: has arrived in your essential oil package, but here are my resources. I used to like like, kind of lie because I was in people pleasing mode. Like, Oh, I, I, I used to apologize. Like, I'm so sorry. And now I literally, I was like, what if I just told the truth? Like, what if I was like, Hey, you know, um, things are really busy with the family this day and blah, 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 blah. So well, like a lot of my, um, doTERRA team wants calls and stuff with me right now, but the week as a blue diamond leader, the week leading up to convention, I'm not going to lie, chaos, chaos. Like what do you feel?
0: I think everybody is having cuz everybody's Instagram story has been like, "Oh my god, what is happening?" <laughs> um, yeah. and, we, and we all are kind of feel it's a collective energy of craziness. Yes. Um, and yeah. then we're all just going to uh, this episode's going to kind of go after um, right. It's going to be in October probably, but yeah, we're right before a convention and we're probably like all going to get to
1: convention and breathe the collective sigh of ah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But I'm just truthful with people now. Like I'm like so I'm I'm booking calls starting September blah 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 and I find when you're truthful people and you and you're like this this is what my priority is this week or whatever. People are so they get it and they're like oh, okay, awesome and they like respect the boundary or they respect um Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, so, I, it's so easy. I'm like, Oh, that was easy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, repeat, I repeat over and over again. One guest, she explains it as the dirty yes versus the clean no. So like the dirty yes is kind of lying and saying like, Oh yeah, no problem. And then canceling last minute or yes. Yeah. But the clean no is just like, no, I'm sorry. I have an appointment at that time. And she talks mm-hmm. about like not having to explain yourself. And I think there's, you know, everybody will be different. But um, I think when we explain ourselves a little bit, like, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. These hours are dedicated to my family. Then that also opens it up for people to see how people are structuring their day and give them permission to do the same. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. So I'm kind of on the, I'm on the fence of the, the clean no with no explanation versus the clean no with an explanation.
1: <laughs> I like both. I think you can use them. And, and I'm very conscious in my leadership of, I know that the way that I respond, they're watching me. Mm-hmm. So do they need to see a clean no or do they need to see me um, set an example of, like ownership around this, my family is my priority. So, you know, cause then it kind of teaches them, Oh, I can do that. Like you mm-hmm. said, it gives them right permission. So I'm very strategic in my business like that with the way I respond to people because I know they're paying attention mm. and I definitely haven't mastered this yet, but I'm getting, yeah. getting better.
0: Getting better? <laughs> and, I, and I think there's a, I think there's a, a difference between, um, and I do this, like, so somebody who's on my doTERRA team, they get clean nose with explanation because I have a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas like if I'm getting an email from a company, um, asking if they can write on my blog and, uh, they haven't, you know, looked at the, like, uh, at like my disclaimer where it says like, I don't accept guest posts, then like, that they'll, they'll get a clean no with no explanation. Like, you know, it, mm-hmm.
1: it, it, it's got to depend on the relationship as well. I love that. Yeah, yeah. that's brilliant. That's really good. Cool.
0: So <laughs> um, as an alpha female, we always have, as a human being, we always have pain points that we're trying to problem solve for. So what's a pain point you're currently solving in your life?
1: Um, pain point we kind of talked about this before we hit play is lately, ever, ever since I became a mom, I, I'm very intuitive in my work. Like I, one of my biggest teachings is the the idea of surrender. And I saw this quote going around Instagram the other day by mother Teresa. And um, she was saying, you know, don't pray for the poor to be fed and don't pray for your aunt to feel better pray for how you are here to contribute and I was like yes that's what I've been trying to say for five years and you just said it perfectly (laughs) to me that's the idea of living out a surrendered life and from the day that the moment that I collapsed in my police car from exhaustion and stress and anxiety and I I had that moment of okay How am I meant to serve? Um, I have felt that a higher power worked through me. It's been my bread and butter. But at times it's been really, really, really hard because I am guided to do things. And I'm like, you want me to do what? Like, you want me to post that on Facebook? You know, Um, but I trust. And I think this is why people struggle with surrender because It's so outside of what we want to do when we're trying to control an outcome, but that's the whole point of surrender. And the beauty that comes from it is when you, when you trust. And so anyways, being a new mom, I have been called, my intuition has been like, okay, you know, talk about certain topics like there's so many controversial topics in the kid world today like gmos what we're eating vaccines there's the whole like autism debate um even essential oils right they've come become so popular but there's debates that float around because of that popularity mm-hmm. leadership topics and so i have been pulled just to, to speak out in a way and um i really understand that that these topics can be painful for a lot of people similar to your story and your journey in the way that you have spoken out. And so, um, I recently, when I did that VIA strength finder quiz that I told you about, mm-hmm. I burst into tears after I did it because my top strength was perspective, which was all about sharing your wisdom with others. I'm like, okay, I'm doing that. My second one was bravery and under the description of someone who is meant to lead with the strength of bravery, it was like, you're here to speak about things that causes opposition in others. You're here to, um, what's the word? Like, you're here to kind of piss people off a bit. Yeah. And, I, and at first I was like, crap, really? But then I had this moment of, oh my gosh, yes, I am. And I finally, well, I'm still learning, but I'm learning to finally stop resisting that. Um, and I see, women not all, but a lot of them being called to bring that, that sense of bravery into their work. It's a part of their zone of genius. And um, I, I hope to model for women that it's safe for them to do that. And that there's a deeper purpose behind it. Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> I think it's, um, I, I know what you're saying in terms of like, it's scary to step into a place of empowerment because when you are a people pleaser and mm-hmm. you want the world to love you, um, that one person that gets angry at your strength, you, yeah. want, you want to hug them and figure out why are they so angry? Why are they hurting? Um, and we take it upon ourselves to believe that it's our job to heal someone. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm still like, I'm not an expert in this still learning, still trying to educate myself around this. It was one of the, I don't know if you know, part of my story, but I, um, I left a very toxic relationship and called off, um, my wedding in 2012 and I thought I needed to take care of this individual and take care of a person that was very mm. mentally ill. Mm-hmm. And that part of my personality is still, it's very much ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's true as a pain point. Um, when, when we start figuring out that it's not our job, but it mm-hmm. is our job to hold space for all of the people that are ready. Um, yes, girl. Yes. yes. And it's the same thing, like you write a blog post, you get 20 positive comments and one negative one, and you obsess over the negative one instead of talking to the 20 people that absolutely are, are with you so, or Facebook comment. Um, you know, 20 people say like, yes, I hear you. And then one person argues with you and you spend like 10 hours debating with that one person, um, who doesn't deserve, um, time and energy, Uh, Mm because they're not they're not ready to hear your message so uh it's kind of like a theme that is showing up in social media and in the real world to just kind of push us to help us figure out oh you don't need to spend your time there um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's no there's no manual Uh, there's no you know no no one teaching us in university or college this is going to happen later in life and here's how you can deal with it like (laughs) um so so um, I'm glad that it's probably a universal pain point for so many alpha females who are truly stepping into um a new place of leadership.
1: Yeah, and then can I just share one more thing on that? Of course. Yeah, I, I was reading a post a friend put on Facebook the other day about fear and a lot of women were commenting saying they're scared to step into their next level of leadership because they're afraid of losing friends and family along the way and I thought, interesting. And um so I have just been called to tell people, like now that I've kind of been through that and on the other side, it's really not that bad because we have so many personal development teachers sort of preaching that and they need to because it is true in a way. Like I would go to business events in Toronto with um Darren Hardy, the founder of Success Magazine and Tony Robbins and they're like, You're gonna piss people off and lose friends. I was like, oh dear God. So they're being truthful because it happens. But now that I'm on the other side, I'm like, oh my gosh, that wasn't that bad. It's like, you will actually have so many supporters. And for sure, there will be a few people like you have experienced that you trigger or upset. But I just want people to know, like, don't, don't resist your next level of leadership. Because of that, because, you know, and sometimes my first yoga teacher used to always, Baron Baptiste used to always say like, what are the costs of not going next level? Like, what are the costs of still sitting in that fear of what your aunt Jo thinks or what that blogger commenter said? Yeah. (laughs) Like, what are the costs? And when you get like, when you weigh the costs of, okay, well, I won't hit my vision or I won't heal on a deeper level, or I won't. Usually that helps people sort of get it together and be like, okay, I'm worthy of this mm. next level. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just yeah. want to because oh, I feel I like a lot that. Of people are in that place right now, and
0: mm-hmm. and um, I've had two guests on the podcast, so I um, uh, if, you, if people can go back and or the, if they've heard it, they'll they'll know um, M. Haas and um, Amber Eve. Were both like longtime listeners, and they call themselves like baby alpha females or like alpha females in the mm. making. So I brought them on the show because I want to provide that perspective with someone that's like, eh, like we're we're all in different stages of growth right. of out of alpha female and whatnot. But um, I remember, um, and if, if Amber hears this episode, um, I, I hope she's okay with this. But she would message me. She's like, I'm losing friends because I'm stepping into you know mm-hmm. this this new place. I'm like. Yep, it'll happen. Yeah, yeah, and I just like had to be like, yeah, it's going to happen. But you know what? You'll discover new friends on the other side, and those those people are 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 where you're growing to. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think there's Mm -hmm. kind of a, a sadness when you see. For me, I see girls you know who have friendships with people um from like kindergarten and i don't have any mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. like that and so you're like mm-hmm. well i'm not like the other girls but i've got beautiful friendships that i've built in my adult life that are everything to me so mm-hmm. in our comparison you know society where social media allows us to see how other people um have structured their lives we're like oh should i should i have that too um and these conversations really, I, I hope, are shedding a light on, you know, you don't, you don't need to have that too. You know, your, mm-hmm. your unapologetic, authentic self and how you are structured your life, how you're creating your life, how you're building your life is yours. And mm-hmm. you, you own all aspects of that. And um, how people show up in it, um, you get to own. So, mm-hmm. Cool. All right. We um, have reached the end of the episode and my very favorite question, but please share with us what your definition of happiness is.
1: My definition of happiness is living out who you are really here to be.
0: I love it. Thank you (laughs) so much for coming on the show today. I really, really appreciate you.
1: Thank you for having me
0: giveaway alert i'm giving away one of the brand new yoga collections by doTERRA so this is a collection of three different essential oil blends they're five milliliter bottles and the blends are called arise anchor and align they're absolutely amazing to use in a yoga practice diffusing in the room or for meditation or even just in a diffuser in your home or at work i absolutely love these blends and i can't wait to gift them to one of you And the reason why is I need your feedback, so that's the catch. I'm exchanging essential oils for feedback. So I've created a survey over at bit.ly forward slash alpha podcast survey. That's bit.ly alpha podcast survey, and I want your feedback. Where are we gonna take this show in 2018? Do you love the interviews? Do you wish I asked different questions? Do you wanna add some questions to the mix? Do you wanna take some questions away? Do you want more solo episodes with me, Robin Baldwin? Do you want more tips and tricks for work-life harmony coming from me? What I've learned from guests? Do you want me to bring alpha males onto the show? Lots of questions. So I want your feedback. I want you to have input and create the show you want to listen to. So head on over to bit.ly, Alpha Podcast Survey. Um, I'm going to give everyone the entire month of November to fill this out. So up until October, or sorry, up until November 30th, you have to fill out the survey and, um, I will pick a winner on the December 1st episode, have an amazing day. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the alpha female podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back. If you would be so kind to open your podcast up of choice, go do it now before changing to the next episode. And just leave me a rating and review. It'll help other alpha females find this podcast and join in on the conversations. You can find more of me at Robin and join us next week for another inspiring chat. Have a spectacular day.